So uh, I was wondering how to uh, introduce this talk and um, I have a friend who uh, was on a Zoom meeting. We have lots of Headless Way Zoom meetings throughout the week free. Anyone's welcome to drop in if you're interested. And um, his friend, American, was saying that uh, he was driving to the market with his dad and uh, he said, well, I've got to be back at 12 for the Zoom meeting, the Headless Way Zoom meeting. And uh, his dad said, oh, well, what's that then? And Rick said, uh, well, just notice you're driving, you can see the wheel, you can see your arms reaching out, and, but you can't see your head. You can't see your head. And um, his dad said, yeah, I get that. See? There was a pause. And he went, but what the hell does that mean? <laughs> and I was talking to Ricky and he said, oh, well, it's very easy in a way to notice you can't see your head. But how, what does it mean? So uh, I don't have long, but I'm going to share with you the experience and the meaning. The experience is incredibly simple. But I'm just, it's about your identity. It's about what you are here and now in your own experience. And it's something that, strictly speaking, no one can tell you about. Because only you are you. Only you are right where you are. Only you are looking out right now, the place you're looking out of. Only you can feel your breathing. And uh, what I'm going to do is share a, a, a few awareness exercises that uh, I think direct our attention to this place that is nearer to you than your breathing. Now, uh, you've probably come across spiritual ideas that say your true nature is boundless, still, open, timeless, and that this is a great treasure to become aware of what you really are. And uh, that's what I am here to share with you. And it's not a wow, it's not a high, it's something incredibly simple. But it is, uh, I've been uh, exploring this for more than 50 years. Uh, I think in the uh, description of this talk, uh, I mentioned a guy called Douglas Harding. So I met him more than 50 years ago. And I'm just going to show you um, a map of you. Can you see that? So it's like a mandala. And this is based on the, the observation that what you are changes with the range of the observer. So I'm not going to go on about this for a long time. I'm going to get to the experience. But you can see me and what I look like depends on how far away you are. If you're in the front row, I look different from what I look like in the back row. And if you could come up to me, that you'd lose all of Richard and just get my face. And if you could come closer, it's in principle verifiable. You'd get patches of skin, and then you'd get cells, and then you'd get molecules, and then you'd get atoms. And if you, the nearer you get to me here, the less there is until you on contact there's practically nothing and if you went away then you would find eventually Richard and then the 
the festival and then England and the planet and the star and the galaxy. These are all layers of your body. It's a new way of thinking about yourself. And you identify with these layers. I identify with Richard, I identify with my family, I identify with my nation, I hope I identify with my planet, I identify with an aching shoulder. So our identity is elastic. Now the question is, what are you at the center of all those layers? Clearly no one can tell you because only you are there. So I'm going to ask you to look, <laughs> it's incredibly simple, to look at what it's like at zero. And uh, this is scientific in a way. It's not asking you to believe anything, it's asking you to pay attention. So the heart of what I'm asking you to do is meditation, it's attention. And it is first attention to what you're looking out at and then attention to the place you're looking from. So I'm going to ask you to do something very simple and childlike and a bit embarrassing in public. But I'll do it and uh, we won't tell anybody. <laughs> and it's about directing your attention. Attention. So what I want you to do is to point at something in front of you and look along your finger at what you're pointing at. So I know this is the embarrassing bit. So please, if you'd like, and that what this does, there you go, you're directing your attention. And it's much better if you do it. So look along your finger and you see a thing. I'm pointing at a pole. It's got shape and a color. This is as simple as that. Now point down at the floor. You see, you're directing your attention, attention. And you might like the floor, you might not like the floor. You might understand how it was made, or you might not. It doesn't matter, you can see it. Point at your foot. Another thing, you can even move it. Come up your body, point at your knee. You see, you're looking, you're directing your attention with your finger. Point at your chest. Again, you can see something there. Now here's the important point. Point back at the place other people are looking at. So you go turn your finger around like I'm doing. Now, the place you're pointing at now is zero. Only you are there. Do you see your face? I don't. Do you see your head there? I don't. I, if I was to put it into words, I'd say, no face, no head, open space, full of the finger and the whole festival. And all you've done there is direct your attention first out and then come closer and closer, like in the map, towards the center until you come right to the place that no one else can see. Everyone else is going to tell you, I can see your head there, Richard. I say, yeah, but you're over there. I'm here. My body's headless, you see, for me. For years, I know I've got a, a body with a head. And this is the difference between the third person and the first person. The view from outside at a certain range and the view from inside. So here's another map. This is a first person view. This is the view out. A headless body there. Now if you open your arms a bit, you'll see that your arms embrace the whole room. If you just do that, like that map, you see? My arms only embrace a little bit of the stage, but have you left? the first person embraces the world. And you look out into your world. Now this emptiness, this void, you see, 
if you hold your hand out like this, this is where you've got to do something to, to really benefit from it. Just hold your hand out, and what I'm going to ask you to do is bring it back past your head, you see. Now do that again, and everyone else sees your hand going past your head, third person outside view, first person is my hand gets bigger, and then disappears into the great void. And then comes out of nothing. This is so freeing, you see. So freeing. I am a space for you. I am you. From the outside, you see, here's, someone might say, well, so what? Here's a so big so what in terms of relationships. From the outside, we are head to head. If you look at me and someone else, we're face to face. We're separate. Okay, I get that. Now pay attention to my own point of view and be my own authority and what it's like to be me. And I look at you and it's face to no face. Face to no face. Face to no face. I have your face. I trade faces. You've got my face there. And you can tell me about it. I've got your face here. I am you. This is absolutely a game changer. I have now a hundred faces. Hydra. Yes. We've been known about this for thousands of years. This is a modern way of directing your attention to your true nature. We call this a single eye. Now, you can see I've got two eyes, little peepholes in the head here. This is incredibly simple, isn't it? But I tell you, I'm not looking out of two little holes in a meatball here. I'm looking out one vast single opening, Cyclops. Now take your hand, you see, and see it disappears into the top of your single eye, you see, or the side. It's vast. How wide is that single eye? It's wider than the tent. You are big. From the outside you're small. I'm from the outside I'm small. Now this makes sense in terms of personal development. There are four main stages. The baby, the child, the adult and the seer. The baby's headless, pre-verbal. You're open. We love babies because they give us permission to be headless. You see I'm putting it in my terms. But a baby's just open. Pre-verbal. Lovely. Now, as you're growing up, through language, you learn to see yourself as others see you. In imagination, you go out and see yourself as others see you. That is becoming aware of who you are as an individual. That is learning your name, your nationality, your gender, and all of that. You see, And you have to learn that in order to understand. I have to understand. I'm Richard on the stage. I didn't know that as a baby. If I was a baby here, I'd be going, no idea, you see, no idea of being a baby. We were all in that blessed condition, you see, to begin with. But then as we grow up through language, people feed back what you are, and you look in the mirror. Now if you look in the mirror innocently, where is your face? It's there, it's not here. But what you learn to do is to take that face and turn it around and put it on and wear it. We call it the face cape. And you become aware of your appearance. You can't see it, but you become aware of it. Self-consciousness. Or your whole body, you see. And that's what everyone else is seeing. So as a child, you are in two worlds. You're headless and you're getting your head on. You're nobody and free and carefree and uh, just seeing what happens and you're learning to be a person responsible for what you say and do and both go together in the when we're five six seven it's a beautiful age because we're not yet in the box of our appearance we're living from our openness our source 
but we've got some idea of how we're going down and who we are. Wonderful. But then what happens is the feedback 24-7 is you're a person. You're not space for the world, you're a person. You're not the source of the world, you're a product of the world, you see. And so there's, you, who could resist that? So by the time we're adults, I say, I am what I look like. I have no doubt about it. I look in the mirror, that's me, you see. And I, that, I take responsibility. To be an adult is to be aware of who you are as a person, or as a, a family, or as a nation. You see, it's not, not just a person. But we overlook now the first person, what it's like to be yourself, which is being space for the world. You know, and sometimes you might have a drug experience and you get out of your box and then you're back in. And you say, how do I, how do I get out again? The, the joke is you're never in. So the adult, third stage, baby child adult, third stage of the adult is I'm what I look like. I'm face to face with you. I'm separate from you. I was born and I will die. All right? The great advantages of that, you know, you couldn't function if you were not deeply convinced of that. But you have lost something, and perhaps you have a feeling you're missing something. Well, you might well be, you see. Now what I'm suggesting is that there's a fourth stage here. Not just me suggesting, but the fourth stage, which is reawakening to what it's like to be you from your point of view. And you've got to be your own authority because no one else can see it for you. Everyone else is saying, no, no, you're going to head. You're a person. You're a thing. You know, you're separate. All right, got that. But I'm going to pause on a Sunday afternoon in Hampstead. I'm just going to pause for a moment and just be my own authority and look for myself, you see. I'd like you to point back again. Point back at the place you're looking out of. No one else has the authority to say what it's like there. And I say it's wide open, boundless, aware, full of the whole festival looking out of a single eye. As if people say, well, I can see my nose. Look at your nose, you see, close one eye. And it's huge, isn't it? It goes from the top of the tent to the floor. Close the other eye, you've got one on the other side. Are either of those no noses coming out of a head? Not for me. They come out of nowhere. And people, you see, people say, oh, don't be stupid. I'm not being stupid. I know that for you I have one nose in the middle of my face, but I'm not going to let you bully me into overlooking what it's like to be me, which is so, it's not just a little bit different. You are vast. Now, another thing is, you see, when I now look out from this faceless openness, I have your face into the mind. I've mentioned this. This is love. This is the basis of love. I am you. It's not falling in love with you, it's not having necessarily nice feelings, but it's just an app, just an, uh, kind of admission of the way things are given. I am you. I mean, the world needs it. And it's not a technique, it's just true. And this is about living from the truth, you see. Now, once you recognize this, that you are built open for the world, you must accept everyone else is in the same wonderful condition. And I accept everyone here is from their own point of view, headless and open for the world, even if they deny it, you know. I just say, it's just the way it is. And this is incredible. Now, it's a non-verbal experience. I say you can't get it wrong. I, if you put it in the simplest terms, I say, can you see your head? Do you see the world instead? You see, 
you've got it. But I don't feel enlightened. No. All right. But can you see your head? No. You've got it. <laughs> now, I guarantee pretty well, if you, if you meditate with this, if you live consciously from this, you'll get everything you need. You'll get the deepest and widest experiences, which come and go. You won't miss out on anything, but it's not a program. It is a, a, an adventure of returning to the source and then seeing what comes up, really. And you say, well, I can feel my head, can you? You see? I've got sensations going on here, but are they really in a head? Not from my point of view, they don't have a shape. They're not looking, they're kind of around. You see. It's very freeing, you're big, you're big, you're big. And people say, well, what happens if you close your eyes? You see, well, I'm saying that your true nature is boundless and is full of everything, the music. Now, just for a moment, close your eyes and on present evidence, how big are you, you see? How big is the darkness? Is that music really separate from you or isn't it right here in your consciousness? Just as all the sensations and thoughts and feelings are. And your space for it all. And now open your eyes, you see the first tent appears in the emptiness. Magic, magic. Fantastic, fantastic. Now there are lots of experiments and if you're interested in this, the headless.org, you'll find them there. And if you're really interested, drop in on a Zoom meeting or I'm in Stoke Newington, come and visit. This is about friendship. Friendship in the light of who we really are, which we all share. I've got friends going back 50 years I share this with. And we don't necessarily have much in common, but we have a true nature in common. Indivisible, isn't it? There's no name on who you really are. So another experiment, uh, which we can't do here, but you can try out, is movement. Because this is paying attention to what it's like to be you anywhere, not just now, but throughout your life. It's an adventure. Now, the question is, from the outside, you move about the festival and you drive down the road or you cycle down the road or whatever. You're in motion. But do you, who you really are, move? You see, when I'm driving, I'm still and the scenery moves. And I'm, when I'm cycling, the pavement, the road goes underneath me. And uh, one of the experiments is, you could just try it a bit. If you point and then just do this, you see, you get a bit of movement and you'll see the view on the other side of your finger goes from left to right, but the space you're pointing at doesn't move. Space doesn't move, you see. Now you're still and the world moves in you. You are still. Your true nature is still. Now, use it. Enjoy it. If you don't pay attention to it, it won't bless you. It won't benefit you. It's true, but you've got to be aware of it. So. One thing to see it, like you are doing now, you can't see your head, you look out single eyes. My job here is to bring this onto the front burner and keep us aware of it in this half hour or so. You see, because we see it and then you start thinking about breakfast. <laughs> then, ah, come back, attention, you see. And the more you use it, the more it's present. It's until you realize it's just being natural. This is the way you're built, you're built open. 
You're not in the tent, the tent is in you. I mean, it's amazing. You're still. Now, here's another one, stress. It, it, this has applications and implications in every area of your life because it is being who you are in every area of your life, you see. But stress, oh, I get so stressed, you see. Right, okay. So you have to be simple. You have to take uh, what is given. So hold your hand out, you see, and look down your arm, and you can see your hand and your arm, and then perhaps your shoulder, and then you don't see your head. Your arm comes out of your single eye, out of the open space, and you can feel sensations in your hand. Now here's the test. You're going to close your fist so you get a tension, all right? And so your hand is tense. Does the space get tense? Stress to no stress. Your true nature is stress-free. So don't overlook it, I say. Don't overlook it. Doesn't mean to say, I mean, life is stress, isn't it? One thing after another. But the center, your, your true nature, is stress-free. So uh, I'd like you to be aware of your single eye. I'm going to just to talk visually is the easiest. You can do any of the senses. And just be aware of the place you're looking out of isn't two little holes, it's one boundless openness. Now, I'd like you to notice anything you look at, me, has a boundary. And there's something all the way around me. So I'm a thing within an environment. Right? There's a boundary. Now look at the whole field of view. So as you're looking ahead, just relaxed, it's panoramic vision, peripheral vision. And notice that the field of view fades out all the way around. All the way around. See. Now what does it fade out into? My body has a chair outside or something. But the whole view fades out into nothing. In consciousness. It's hanging in consciousness. It's given in consciousness. It's not a feeling. And I'm putting words on an experience I have no doubt you've got. That the whole field fades out into this openness, you see. So the field a view is not inside anything. It's in no thing, the void, emptiness, space. All right, that's one thing. It's not inside anything. Now size. Look at any object in the field of view and compare its size with another. It's either bigger or smaller or about the same. So size in this sense is relative. You see, I'm bigger than the bottle, but the bottle is bigger than the glass. Size is relative. Now look at the whole view. How big is it? Well, there is not a second on the left or the right to compare it with. There's only one. It's single. Single eye. Single. Alone. Alone. The view is single. So I can't say how big it is because I can't compare it. You know, how wide is it? As wide as east is from west. Big. Big. <laughs> big, you see. <laughs> So, it's not inside anything, and you can't say how big it is. I mean, everything else is inside something else, and everything else has a size. But you, your true nature, you don't. And we have a look at fundamental, beautiful blessing, that you alone have, cannot be categorized. You alone cannot be put in a box from the inside. From the outside, you can. And maturity, you see, the, the, the baby is headless. We say that's immature, but it's, it's what the baby is. The adult 
you're aware of your appearance, you see, that is being mature, being aware of who you are in the world and taking responsibility more or less for being that. That's called maturity. But true maturity is both. It's saying, yeah, I accept I'm Richard, I take responsibility for being Richard as much as I can, but I also take responsibility for, you know, what I knew as a baby. My true nature, I, I, I bring that back onto the front burner. That is true maturity. Now, your true nature is alone. The great Upanishads, the Vedas, the alone, the one. It's you. It's not out there somewhere, it's you. And it's, look, you see. The only consciousness you are aware of now is yours, right? You believe in mine, but you can't prove it. I believe in yours, you see, but I can't prove it. But what I can be sure of is my own consciousness. Now what is that? Well, I look. I don't theorize, I look. It is like space, full of everything. It is still. Now here's a really incredibly simple experiment. And um, you can measure. So it, we, uh, I say it, uh, the, the, I am not inside anything, the view is not inside anything. I can't say how big the view is, and boundless, you see. How freeing is that? And also, how far away is it? So when you look at two objects, you can measure the distance between them, between two things, all right? Any two things in the universe, presumably you can measure, you know, or something like that. There's a distance, all right? Now look at the whole view. This, this single eye, this view I've got, all of you and the lights and the tent and my feet, you see, and I, I, it's not inside anything and it, it, I can't say how big it is. Now how far away is that view? From where? There's nowhere to measure from. And if you had a ruler, I don't, but if you had a ruler you could measure across the view, you could measure up and down the view, but when you measure between something and you, you see, it shrinks to a point. It shrinks to a point. And in this direction, there's no distance, because nothing, you are in me. You know, I mean, really, we should all be lying flat on our backs, and I should be calling an ambulance. It is so extraordinary. And we're in a dream. We're in a dream. We're out there seeing ourselves from outside and taking that to be you. And we're not at home. We're not at home. This is coming home. It's coming home and waking up. And waking up isn't some program that you have to follow. It's just now. You can only be aware now. Look for your head. You see. Look at the place you're looking out of. Are you incredibly important face to face or face to no face? And it's so practical. Because now, and you don't have to say you're doing this, now any time you are with somebody, you can just relax and see your face to no face. It is very respectful. It is attentive. It's not a theory or a dogma. It is a non-verbal attention. Now I'm speaking, you know, I'm, I'm giving you my response to this. I have no doubt that you, you, you know, this is available to everyone. It's so simple. Uh, but you will respond in your own way. There isn't a right way of responding to this experience of your true nature. There's your way and my way. 
That's why it's so lovely to have friends, because everyone's reaction is different. And you don't say, well, you know, you've got it wrong, or you've got it... You can't get it wrong. So one thing you can't get wrong is you. And this void here is, is the creative void. We get scared, we have a look and go, oh, whoop, don't want to know about that. But you know, it is full of everything, it's aware, it's creative. Now, you see, time passes, time passes. But does anything change here? No, nothing changes at your center. You look into time from the timeless. This is this is freedom, and this is peace and relief, and, uh, and a very amusing, too. <laughs> if you want to be in touch, you know, I, uh, uh, if you're interested in this, be in touch, and uh, go to our website. I've got a card I can give out with my email address, and uh, I value friendship uh, in in the light of this. So thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah.